0: 238 on KDKA here we are 22nd of January but you know what I I know that we, from a weather standpoint there's a lot of people that can't wait for April 15th but April 15th doesn't necessarily bring a lot of joy to a lot of people that's tax day and Chris fansteele is joining us right now and we're always glad to have him on he is the founder of a company called Axios wealth management I'm sorry wealth advisors here in Pittsburgh Chris how are you it's good to have you back
1: I'm doing well thank you for having me
0: when we get to this time of year, I know a lot of companies, the W-2s are starting to come out, and that's just sort of the first reminder, I think, for people that, hey, maybe it is time to start getting things organized and start thinking about getting ready for tax day. But are there certain things that are obvious to us, like we've got to have our W-2, right, and and maybe a, a few other things, but what are some of the things that might not be so obvious that we need to start gathering up in order to get ready for tax Tax day.
1: You know, I, I tell folks to go online, go to Google, and search for a sample tax organizer, and that can give you a wonderful list. A lot of accounting firms send these tax organizers out. So if you find a sample one, it gives you a wonderful list. But these are things like year end bank or investment statements. Maybe you have IRA statements that showed that you made contributions. Or maybe you have receipts for significant medical tax or charitable expenses that could become part of your deductions. All, all very important things to have handy, but great lists available if, if, if you want to take some initiative and find a sample tax organizer.
0: It's even so basic as to do things like, OK, we've got three kids and uh, two of them are dependents and one is not because that oldest one is now graduated from college is on his or her own. Right. But the other two, you know, the question is, do they file their own return? Are they a college student? Are they disabled? I mean, there's questions like that, that if we sort of think through them ahead of time, it's going to make things a lot easier later on, isn't it?
1: Oh, very much so. Very much so. And with student loans restarting, sometimes it does behoove us to make sure that our children are filing tax returns because they might make income-driven repayments on their student loans next year if they're just finishing school.
0: hmm So what are some of the things that we tend to forget that we that we don't necessarily think about? I know it used to be that everybody would say, well, get all your receipts together for medical bills that maybe you had to pay out of pocket. Or if you made some charitable donations, have have those ready to go. But what are some of the other things that maybe it's easy to just sort of skim over and and before you know it, you're you're scrambling to get those at the the 11th hour?
1: Sure. IRA contributions, the investment firms will send their what's called a 5498 with a deadline around May because you can make contributions up through tax day, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of folks forget to document or, or show those or even the intent. If people do what's called a backdoor Roth IRA, which is a little bit advanced, But if they do those, that's one of the places I see the most common mistakes on on returns where they'll get a 1099 for having converted an IRA to a Roth. But if they were doing it through that backdoor strategy because they file separate tax returns or make too much money, then a lot of times I see that get grossed up and included in people's incomes. Hmm. And, and, and in that case, it shouldn't be. And there's a form 8606 that can solve that. Those are common pitfalls that, that we see from a client perspective. But I think every family, it's, it's really tracking down interest from everywhere, whether you're paying it or getting paid it, and seeing how it factors into the tax return. You know, a lot of folks forget about that new high yield savings account that they opened up, and then maybe there's a 1099 coming from it especially if the tax documents are only available online, which is a lot of times the case in in some of these high-yield banks that, that, that you open an online account with.
0: Chris Fansteel joining us here on KDKA. I know a lot of times, Chris, we can start talking about Kios and we can start talking about foreign tax credits and we can start talking about, you know, whether or not you had child care issues and things like that. And people's eyes just start rolling back in their head and they're saying, well, I'm just going to go, I'm going to hire an accountant. I'm just going to give them all that stuff in a shoebox and, and be done with it. Is that the right way to do it and just hire an accountant, hire a CPA? Or is this something with software, with websites and things like that? that you can do it yourself
1: and save some money? The answer is both. And, and I'll leave it to each family with where their comfort levels are. Okay, if, if you're doing the online processes and, and you're just not sure, it doesn't hurt to submit the return and then have it amended by a professional maybe in May, June, July. Hmm. If you're at the point today where you're thinking, I really want a professional's help, that I would say make that phone call right away because asking an accountant to really give you a lot of bedside manner, time, and attention during their easily most chaotic 90 days, that's a lot to ask, right? It's easier to hire an accountant in January or May through December than it is February through April so, so getting a, an accountant up to speed might be difficult right now. Um, but, but I do believe these software programs are so advanced, they're so helpful, that, that for the right person who likes to do it themselves, there, there's no harm in doing it. I, I just really encourage folks to, to pause and ask questions, use the support lines in those programs if they run into issues instead of just drawing assumptions. And then keep in mind, if if you're doubting yourself, returns can be amended after filed we just want to make sure you've paid your, your fair share in the meantime. Yeah, that you if there is a
0: projected amount that you owe or money that you are getting back, you can go ahead and do that. But then as long as you've remitted what you know the, the government says is due. Is there more of a concern, Chris, before we let you go, that if you do it yourself and whether you're using TurboTax or one of these other ones that's out there, um, that you're more likely to be audited rather than if a CPA firm does it for you?
1: The the source of who filed it, I, I, I would not suggest has an impact on audit, but I would say that it's a lot easier to go rogue and mm-hmm. take some really right. aggressive deductions right. that would increase audit risk if you're doing it yourself and you don't have someone to sort of filter or, or, or talk down some of that aggression. Uh, so So I would say... That There is an increased risk only because of our own human element, where Mm. if we don't have someone checking our our, 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 um, ideas and and say maybe we're pushing it too far, if we don't have a professional there to filter them out, you you, you could be subject to an audit that that an accountant or professional would have possibly prevented by letting you know just how aggressive or rare of a deduction you might be trying to take if if you do it yourself online, and, and you are that aggressive.
0: So are you saying that pizza crusts don't count as receipts for food and things like that? Is that is that what you're suggesting, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> you probably need to have more to paperwork <laughs> than just a pizza crust, right? Yeah, just a little. Yeah. Chris, thank you very, very much for being here. And uh, it's always good to hear your voice. And I, before we know it, it's going to be that time of year. And I know that there's a lot of people who are always looking for your advice as well. So if you want to get in touch with Chris, you can do that. And the name of the company, again, is Axios Wealth Advisors. Chris Vanstiel is the founder, and they're based right here in Pittsburgh. Chris, thanks for being here